rope is for everybody. Um, you there is no limit on who can play with rope. There is no body type. There is no sexuality. There is no gender to rope. It's it's just communication method. And if anyone tells you that you can't do rope, you tell them to fuck off. Yeah, and you go wow. you go to Rose. <laughs> That's what you do. Welcome to Keep Your Gin Up Podcast. My name's Jessica. And I'm Zana. And I actually, I'm just internally giggling at this episode <laughs> because I know what's coming up and it's actually just so crazy. Mm-hmm. What is it? Um, well, I know a lot of you listeners have listened from the beginning and we did a recent series called What Do Women Want? And that one was a great series, mm-hmm. got great feedback. And one of the sex episodes, I talked about going to a Tantra style sex party. Yes. We've gotten a lot of feedback, a lot of questions from there. I totally revealed it all in that episode. But today we decided <laughs> <laughs> to get a special someone with us on this episode, Rose Damore. Mm-hmm. Rose, say Good hello. evening. How are we all doing? <laughs> oh, doing great. So oh. I think people are probably thinking, mm. hmm, who is Rose? <laughs> um. Well, <laughs> obviously I go to Tantra kinky sex parties. Yeah. <laughs> um, we may have met there. We may have met there. Uh, I I would say my specialty is in Japanese-style rope bondage, uh, commonly known as shibari, also known as kimbaku. Um, but bondage, bondage is my thing. Um, have been playing with rope for about 12 years now as a top, bottom, middle, anything in between. Uh, and, yeah, that's that's what I'm here to talk to you ladies about this evening. Yeah. Very excited. So, and think- before we get into any of it, like everyone listening is probably thinking, who the hell is this person? Who the hell is what this, What do women want series episode? I need to go back. But if people don't want to go back right this minute and they want to know the story, tell us how the hell did you guys meet? How did we meet? Well, <laughs> I decided to go through a journey. Like okay. I do all the time. After speaking to a gorgeous friend of mine, she had gone to um, a New Zealand sex party. She was telling me about her experiences. She said it's so empowering. And I was like, you know what? I came home and I was like, Zana, I'm going to a sex party. And you're like, <laughs> I'm not dating anymore. I'm going to a sex party. I'm living my best sex life. I'm going to live sex in the city life. No more dating. That's what I did. And I watched a lot of sex in the city. So I was like, this is, this is my time. And so I was like Googling and Googling and I, I found one. Mm-hmm. And I found one um, in this real like hippie area which is like an hour and a half out of Brisbane I thought yeah blah blah yeah everyone loves the sunshine coast mm. I always call it blee blee but then I realized <laughs> it's blah blah and I was like it just sounded so perfect for me because I was like I like tantric style stuff I like spirituality I thought it wasn't like going to be big gang bangs and all the scary stuff you think of with sex parties so I you know built the courage and I went and I did the consent workshop like two hours before the event mm-hmm. which was like quite a journey and um when the actual event started is when I met Rose, because she is obviously not new to um, no. these types of parties. No, I have been uh, playing, dabbling, involving myself in these styles of parties for a very long time now. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I want to hand over to you for your spill the tea. So obviously you talked about how we met. I'm yep. trying to remember, I actually, I just remember just then, how we actually met met. Mm-hmm. Do, do you want to go through the story? Well, <laughs> I went to a party with my partner uh, up in Bly Bly Um Enrapture Pleasure Temples is what they're called. They are a Tantra-style temple which um, encourages you to explore your desires, your wants, your needs, your yeses, your noes, all those sorts of things. Um, Tantra is a great place to explore that. And so I was there with my partner 
and we were exploring separately um, that evening and I saw a very cute girl across the circle <laughs> and I was like, that one. I like that one. <laughs> that one. It's, it happens when, when you see things um, and through the course of the activities. So there's a lot of activities that happen, um, consent activities. So you sort of move around, get to meet everyone in the circle um, and got to meet Jess on the other side of the circle. Uh, and what I wanted from that evening was to make out with pretty people. Um, and there you I, go. I found one. <laughs> and so I, am, I went up and we had a bit of a conversation and I explained my desires and my wants to Jess and she was open to that. And then we got to experience that. And then I asked my partner if they would like to join us. And so we got to have a super fun three-way kiss and spent some time talking afterwards uh, and then swapped Instagrams and have followed her journey ever since in this. So it's been good. Crazy that's awesome. story. Yeah. <laughs> so for anyone that's like, ne- I guess, never attended a sex party, never even thought of going to one, doing yep. these things, how kind of, what's the environment like that, you know, you can just go up to each other and say, you know, you're, these are my intentions and blah, blah, blah. How does that kind of, how do, you, do they set that up for that to happen? Um, so it depends on the party, obviously. So a swingers party is going to be very different to a kink party, which is going to be different from a tantra party. So finding something that suits what you are looking for is probably best. So think about what you're actually wanting. Are you wanting to go and just have some casual sex with people? Are you wanting to go and explore your boundaries, your wants, your desires? Then tantra is probably best for you. And if you're wanting to explore BDSM, the harder styles of sexuality, maybe things that are in the shadows, then that is probably where you want to go. So deciding that before you attend an event is always key. Um, But with tantra parties in particular, they very much set up a container. So at the start of every tantra party I've ever been to, there is a container that is set up and it is this is what's acceptable, this is what's not acceptable, Um, and then you are free to approach anyone at the party and they have the right to say, yes, I'd like to explore that with you or no, I'm not interested. And that's not personal. It's just, they don't want to explore that with you. Yeah. I love that. They actually set up the party so well. Like Mm. I felt so safe and so comfortable through the whole thing. Obviously I was so nervous and so like, oh my God, what am I doing? But like, yeah, the environment made me feel very safe. And then even like connecting with you, like you were so, like you weren't too forward, like you were really like respecting of my boundaries. And I was just like, okay, I feel safe with her. And then when you had said that, you know, you wanted to connect, I was like, yep, okay. And then I said to you, I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm keen to make out with a girl. And then I, was, <laughs> I said to you, I was like, I haven't in my entire 20s and 30s never made out with a woman. I was like, I yep. did that when I was like in high school. And I was like, I want to give it a shot. Yep. And I did it. And you did. And then I made out with a partner. <laughs> And and it doesn't have to go any further than that because yeah. our agreement was that we were making out and so then that's where the agreement ended and mm. after that it's you then have to make new agreements. So, yeah. Yeah, mm. it was so fun and we just got to like sit there and then that's when you kind of showed me the whole shibari and they actually did it all in front of me and explained it all and then like, you know, people were having sex over there and then there was some candle play over there and there was just yeah. stuff going on everywhere and I was just watching and I was like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I think the most fascinating thing that I took from you going as well, because obviously I'd never known anyone that had gone and had 
and experience that they relayed back to me was that you don't have to do anything at all while you're there. hundred percent. You can just watch, you can just look, you can do whatever you want. You don't have to do anything sexual if you don't want to. You can self-pleasure, you can explore with yourself or if you're in a partnership and you only want to explore with that partner in the space, then that's perfectly acceptable as well. And that's the same I've pretty much found across all spaces. Um, Even if you move into a swinging space, it's generally acceptable that if you're there with a partner and you just want to play with each other and have like a little bit of exhibitionism, that's perfectly acceptable. And in kink spaces, it's very respected that if you are in a dynamic that doesn't allow you to play outside of that dynamic, then that's the dynamic that you stay in and you are not required to play with anyone else. A lot of it's just social interaction and connecting with other people who are on the same journey as you are. Yeah. I think a lot of, a lot of people don't know all the terms either of kind of what you're, you're speaking about. I know through this podcast, it can be lots of different terms people don't know about. A lot. Um, so we'll definitely kind of introduce those as we go, but you were saying exhibitionism, you can say watch people, you also like to get watched. Can you tell us a little bit about the terminology? Yep. So, um, exhibitionism is liking to do things while other people watch you. Um, so that can cover a range of it of things from getting caught in the act all the way up to actually having sex in front of other people. Um, and then voyeurism is you like watching other people doing those things. So like Mm -hmm. peeping Tom, that sort of thing. Um, I guess the other main terms, especially with my things are a top who is the person who is providing a service and bottom is the person receiving a service. Um, dominant is the person with the power in a relationship and a submissive is the person who gives up power in a relationship. Right. Oh, yeah. Cool. Oh, just so good at those terms. Yeah. I'm like, wow, I'm learning so much. <laughs> but we amazing. need to dive into why the hell you started this journey. Where, why, how, tell us everything. everything about okay. Shibari, please. So I was at a swingers party as a blonde 20-year-old tiny little girl who had just started discovering their sexuality and one of the most gorgeous men I have ever seen in my life <laughs> saw me from across the party and I was like, that one. <laughs> I love that. The same way with Jess. You're like, yes. I want that one and I will have it. <laughs> yes. Uh, and they came up to me and they were like, hey, I know about these other sorts of events. Would you like to join me at one? And I went, that sounds like a great idea. And then I went to my first ever dungeon. Oh, Ooh. Okay. A dun- What's a dungeon? It sounds intense. A dungeon is a place in which BDSM activities happen. This one in particular was a no sex on premise venue um, located in the heart of Brisbane City. Unfortunately, it no longer exists, oh. which is so sad. Oh. <laughs> Everyone who knows the kink lifestyle and has been part of the kink lifestyle is so sad that this venue no longer mm. exists. Anyway, I went and I sat on a bar stool in the middle of the venue with my eyes as big as saucers going, I thought I was kinky. I don't know what I've gotten myself into. And I watched all these things happening. Um, I was very lucky that the person I went with actually happened to be the security guard of the venue. Oh. So they had a shift did their security rounds. I literally sat on the bar stool, terrified the entire time. And then they were like, do you want to do something? I'm like, not here. (laughs) Um, And then, so I then started to play with them in private um, with rope mainly. uh, And then started playing with other tops in 
the kink community. I then did all the things and all the people in the kink community. I got a little bit sick of playing the who's going to tie me up game um, because there is only a certain number of skilled tops. It is always a case of there are more bottoms than there are tops. There are always more people wanting to experience things than people who actually have the experience to do those activities. So the top one is the one being tied up. No, the top is the person giving the experience. Oh, okay. Yeah, so the yeah. people with the skill is the top. Yeah. Right. Um, I got a bit sick of that, so yeah. I learned to self-tie. Uh, I then learned to self-suspend. Wow. So I've learned how to tie myself up in a way that I can become airborne. Uh, and then I started doing that at events in front of other people and they're like, can you do that to me? I'm like, fuck no, I will kill you. <laughs> I can do dumb shit to me. I cannot do dumb shit to you. Wow. Um, so then I went and learned from pretty much everyone who was teaching in Brisbane at the time went to a couple workshops from people who came from overseas and interstate, that sort of thing, sort of built myself up uh, and then started tying up other people. And that's sort of Mm. where I'm at now. So I run the gambit of bottom to top to self-tire. So all of it. And And what's your favourite? Yeah, what's your favourite? Oh, it depends on the day. It really does. Um, They all provide something different. So being a bottom allows me to be out of control, have release, give my power over to someone else. Um, I generally only bottom for my partner these days. Um, There's just no one else who I really want to have that experience with. I self-tie when I really need to get out of my head. So it's almost a form of meditation when I need to get out of my head and need something to fill that gap in myself. And then I top in a very service manner. So giving other people experiences that don't necessarily do anything for me, mm. but really gives them something. And that's what fills my cup. So wow. most of my experiences these days are service topping. So yeah. Service that's so topping. fascinating. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> so is it dangerous? It can be. Yep. hundred mm-hmm. percent. Uh, rope is an extreme sport. There has there have been deaths in Shibari. There have been lifelong injuries. There have been people who have done things that they can't undo. Um, yeah, so yes. Yeah. Rope runs the extreme end of what kink it can be. Yeah. Um, even the most basic of floor rope, bedroom bondage, can cause people to have serious lifelong injuries. Mm. Yeah, definitely. So when I, uh, like, when I've seen, like, rope plays, what I used to call it because I never knew what, yep. what it was. Which is a perfectly acceptable term. Oh, perfect. No, I know it's Shibari now. <laughs> well, Shibari is one school. So Shibari mm. is the Japanese version of rope bondage. Yeah. Um, rope bondage, rope play varies. There is a Western style as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so it depends. So okay. there's a whole bunch of terms, but rope play is a great term that encompasses okay. everything. Go me. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I just thought it was tying somebody up and then making them be submissive so that you can have sex with them so that they couldn't do anything. They couldn't fight back. Like mm-hmm. they, or they couldn't like do anything. And they were just like, there. That's what I thought. Like a trust turkey. <laughs> yeah. And they're just kind of there. Just like, well, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just going to get, yeah, please explain that terminology. <laughs> 
you know, like when you tie up a chicken or a turkey to roast yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, it makes sense when you explain it. Yeah, a trusted <laughs> interesting tale. But true, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm never going to look at a chicken the same way. Every, every chicken I want to be every, like, every, every turkey that's chicken. going around, I'm going to be like, you. I've seen like, you. Oh, you poor thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, that's, yeah, that's what I thought it was. Like, yep, that's just what it was and that's your only thing. But that's obviously only a very small component of I wouldn't say it's small. It is an option. So rope bondage runs a spectrum. So it is everything from sexual to platonic, um, meditative to exposing. Uh, It can be like very for yourself. It can be very for the other person that is tying you. Like it, it's very much a spectrum. So it's what you discuss and you decide that it is as a scene. I guess. So if you just want to put some handles on bitches and go to town, like you can do that. Um, But if you are wanting something really connective and soulful and tantric and energetic, that can, no clothes need to come off for it. So that's, rope is a medium to like convey what you want. Okay. Mm. So talk to us about the process of it. I guess um, there's a lot of consent around it. Um, so much consent. Talk to us about the process of, you know, starting to, you know, say that this is something that you're interested in to starting to explore. Yep. So can, like consent is obviously the big thing. Yeah. You cannot just spring some bondage on someone <laughs> in the bedroom. So for a one night stand, you can't just be like, hey, I'm just going to tie you up. <laughs> yeah, absolutely not. Um, <laughs> the reasons for that is you don't know someone else's risk profile. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are so many risks with rope. It, it can be rope marks. It could be bruises, abrasions. You don't know what sort of environment someone works in with a one night stand or anything like that. So the risk profile that goes with rope, it is not a one-time jump in thing. Um, you need to have that communication. You need to have that trust. Even if you're doing simple rope play, I really feel that there is a need for communication and trust to be present for someone to do it. Um, apart from that, Start with, be like, hey, I saw this cool picture on Instagram. That is the best way I've found to start most discussions about sex, mm-hmm. kink, tantra. I thought you meant to learn how to do it. I was like, whoa, <laughs> you no. just look at a picture and do Absolutely. it? No, no. <laughs> like to start a discussion whoa. with a partner. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, look at this cool pic. Yeah. Yeah. And I okay. think that's like the hardest step on track as well. The hardest yeah. step yeah. for people is asking to do something, when, especially if it's people that have been in a relationship for such a long time and maybe you've been together for 10 years, married for 10 years, and yeah. you, your sex maybe is a bit vanilla and it kind of has kind of dra- like, you know, dibbled off over the last few years. For you to all of a sudden be like, oh, so I'm really interested in this rope play. They'd be like, where the fuck did that come from? Yeah, you'd be yeah. like, what? And it's sometimes hard for people to say that because they are worried about what that person's going to say to Which them. is actually, I think, where the interest in Shibari and bondage has come from. Like over the last 10 years, when I first started doing this, it was so underground. Um, and then obviously with Fifty Shades of Grey yeah, exactly. and <laughs> all of those things and it becoming very much to the forefront, so kink play in particular, coming so much to the forefront, it is something that people are looking to explore. Um, it like, And it is something great to explore with a partner. It, it can be so connective and heighten everything, but because it heightens everything, you need to be willing to have those conversations. Yeah. And if you're not willing to have the conversations, you're not ready to do the rope play, yeah. in my yeah. personal opinion. Yeah, Actually, definitely. I, wanna, I want you to bring up the story about how you met your partner. How yes. I met my partner. Because it's, 
is wild. Okay. All right. So diving in. Uh, at, the, at that kink venue that I talked about that is no longer with us. Oh, so um, <laughs> so I was teaching 101 classes, so basics classes, um, and we were getting decent crowds in, um, and, but I had some things that I wanted to experiment with. Um, I needed someone who was fairly body aware. So anyone who does yoga, pole dance, any sort of dance, anyone who is very body aware is is usually great for rope play because they can tell you, oh, that's not good, that's whatever. So anyway, I put up this ad on FetLife. Um, so FetLife is a social media service for kinky people. I was going to say fet means fetish, right? Yeah. Yeah. For kinky people. Um, it can be an interesting time. Mm. Uh, it's It's definitely – one of those blacker areas of the internet. Yeah. So, but FetLife, uh, and I put up an ad being like, hey, I need someone really body aware. I've got some things I want to try looking for someone who's willing to do this with me. And this guy responded and I was like, yep, sweet, public venue, come along, tie you up. I then looked up his profile. Turns out he was already – fairly high up in the rankings of one of the most renowned Shibari schools here in Brisbane. He was a very – he was starting to really make a name for himself as a rigger. So a rigger is a person who does Shibari. Um, So as a rigger, he was making a a decent name for himself and he showed up and I was a nervous wreck, this human – I looked at him. You looked up to him because you're like, oh, my God. Well, he was – I, I was so used to people being walking in off the street, having no idea. Yeah. And this human knew what he was doing. And I'm like, oh. oh God, I can't fuck up. Like what were his intentions behind that? Did he, did he plan to come in as someone who like didn't know anything or what was his plan to come in? No, he, he, just- he is just such a genuine human. He right. was like, yeah, I want to try that. Like, yes. Okay. And then I can't speak for him, but from what he's told me in the past, he was looking for experiences and because there are so few riggers who are kind of at the level that we play at, especially like five years ago when he started this journey, um, it for him he couldn't find anyone who was willing to tie mm-hmm. him up. So he responded to an ad for wow. someone high level and he showed up and I went, that one. <laughs> that <laughs> Again, one. that one. <laughs> nice. Like so you, you tied him up. I tied him up, nice. yeah. And then and instantly he was like, yeah, she's the one for me. <laughs> I may have been wearing a schoolgirl skirt. Is that what did it? Like that's, no, that's just kind of what I was wearing at the event. And I got him to a certain stage in the tie and I was like on my knees in front of him and I was like, this is the part where I'd usually suck your dick, but I feel like that feels inappropriate right now. <laughs> and then we didn't talk for two months. What? Ah, then we, yeah, because just, of that comment. No, no. Oh, then he just left. <laughs> oh, we were done. He he came, he did the thing. I freaked out. It well, was a great he, time. He didn't really come though, did he? No, he did not no. come. He <laughs> Unfortunately. came. He arrived. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then... Yeah, and then he went into the highest level of the school that he was training in and he needed someone who was a stable, reliable person to bunny, so a bunny model bottom. Yeah. Those are all interchangeable words. Um, So, yeah, he needed someone to bunny for him and I was like, I like being tied up. It's been a long time. And so, yeah, and then we connected and we tied weekly for about, 
eight weeks. Mm-hmm. And then we moved in together at the start of a <laughs> pandemic and we did all the things that you need to do to move in together and have been together ever since. So wow. we're coming up on three years next week. So you're together when you moved in or did you move in and then get like officially get no, together? No, no, we, um, we were together okay. a little bit before we moved in. But wow. Yeah. It just accelerated it with the, the COVID. <laughs> yeah, COVID definitely accelerated everything. Yeah. So wow. isn't that a cool story? It's like, a great story. And yeah. how they both had such a passion for it. And yeah. yeah. like the perfect, I know, yeah. I reconnected again. again. Yeah. Yeah, and like now that's kind of what we do. Yeah. And so together we are now running work shops mm-hmm. he is the rope teacher and then I discuss lots of the connection the modeling so rope is a partnership so how to get the most out of that partnership and we work together and yeah that's what we're doing now that's awesome that's so you so said good. when you when you first met each other you were tying weekly is what you call it tying yep. weekly how often do you do it now that I mean you live together you you are together how often does that do you do it together it depends on the week and what we've got going on. Um, generally, we tie at least once a week. Um, we have ups and downs, so it's like a sex life. Yeah. So, <laughs> But it's this on top of a sex life. So it's like a hobby. Imagine you do a hobby with your partner and that's that's what you do. Mm. But then we've also turned it into a business. So yeah. it's a business that we run with each other, uh, but then you have to practice it. You have to build patterns, structures, ties, all those sorts of things. And you have to keep your skills up and then have fun with it as well because it's what binds us. Ah! Ah! (laughs) That's great. actually gold. I love that so much. I love that. Oh, my gosh. So many questions. I know. So, like, if you're listening to this, like, get on Instagram right now and write Rose Damore. D-E-M-O-R-E. And we'll tag in the show notes too. But, like, you know, have a scroll of the pictures. My partner's rope dot healing okay rope healing uh and yeah he definitely works with more of the energetics sort of stuff so if you're looking for that balance yeah yeah they're really nice photos like they're really Mm. like essential i don't know if that's the word but it's just like it looks calming even though they're being so like they're you know you can see the ropes are so tight like when I when I look, you can see it like digging in, but I'm like, it just looks calming, like the way that, that the pictures set. That is the thing that we get the most feedback on. So people find, especially anyone who's a bit neurospicy. 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 <laughs> um, I love this terminology. <laughs> that, that's one I picked up from um, a different podcast. Uh, but, yeah, neurospicy, um, they just, it's so meditative. It is you have to process the physical sensation so much that your brain doesn't have time to overthink it. Mm-hmm. So it really allows you to sink into where you're at. And people tell me, and like I experience it as well, you get to this place of calm. Like it's it's literally like walking on a beach, like a calm beach or this like black velvet. Imagine like floating in black velvet. That's sort of where people get to with it. So, And do you bruise from it or if you do it properly, you don't bruise? It depends on your skin and you yeah. as a human and what you're doing. Like if yeah. you are doing loop-de-loop Cirque du Soleil style rope, of course you're going to bruise from it. Yeah. Um, if you are doing tight, hard, sadistic bondage, of course you're going to bruise mm-hmm. from it. But if you, there are ways to mitigate that yeah. uh, and there are ways to work around that, especially if you say don't want bruising on your arms or you want to keep the bruising above your knees for work reasons, yeah. family, whatever. Yeah. You can definitely work around that. Um, 
rope always has a risk of rope burn, bruises, marks. Mm -hmm. If you're supporting your whole weight from a single ankle, you're possibly going to end up with a mark, but no different than say if you did a pole dancing class or yeah, you you, bruise a lot with that. mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Or if you say did a Lyra class or Mm -hmm. something like that. So yeah. Yeah. True. How do you like transition in and out of these different ways that your reasons you do the Shibari each week? Say like one week you're feeling stressed and you want it for a meditation reason. Another, another week might be more of a sexual reason. How do you kind of interchange those when it, it, do you change the activity surrounding the rope? How does that kind of work? Uh, so obviously the space. So for me, rope is actually non-sexual. Okay. It's, it's for me personally, I've never found rope sexual. Um, I've definitely incorporated it into some sex play, uh, especially with my current partner, but it's not inherently sexual for me. For me, it is about that meditative space. Uh, it is about finding calm. It is about finding that place. Um, and it's communication. So if I really need something very specific for me, I'll just go self-tie. So Mm -hmm. that takes anyone else out of the equation. I just need to carve out a space and time. So, yeah. Is it a form of self-harm? Uh, it can be Mm -hmm. definitely. Um, so I was a self-harmer for a very long time, uh, as a teenager, I definitely did some things that were not great for my body. Um, and definitely have struggled with those self-harm suicidal ideologies. Um, It can be, but it's definitely a way that you can get that hit of pain without actually harming yourself if you know how to do it properly. Again, knowing how to do it properly. Um, These days, like I don't ever do it if there's no one else in the house. I always have safety cheers on me. someone always knows what I'm doing. So it's, that's a process. Um, but the pain is definitely a processing mechanism for me. Yeah. So that, that masochism allowing myself to actually be a masochist definitely helps. Thank you for sharing that. Um, Yeah. How do you get out of self-tying? I guess if you're self-tying yourself and you, you know, you're getting yourself into these positions, how do you undo it? How do you undo that? Um, knowing your own limits, uh, tying it, only 70%. Mm-hmm. So if I was to self-tie, I only ever go to 70% of what I think an entire tie might be. Um, why? Because I need to get myself down and yeah. untie. <laughs> um, worst case scenario, I have someone there, a spotter, someone who can help me. So a spotter is someone who can physically assist if I mess up real bad. <clears throat> um, so yeah, uh, having, yeah. So having someone there who knows what I'm doing, uh, and knowing my own limits. So starting small, building up. Yeah. So if you want to self tie, start on the floor, you just wrap some rope around yourself and then you release. So mm-hmm. I'm fairly lucky. I have a bit of a circus background. I've done a fair bit of aerials and things in the past. So I have the ability to pull myself up if I get stuck or whatever. Um, but you just do what you can do. Yeah. And you say you're suspended like some of yeah. the time. How do you suspend yourself? Do you have con- like contraptions in your house that allow you to suspend um, yourself? So we have a dungeon. We're very lucky that we actually have a dungeon space at home, okay. which has <laughs> like yeah. a red room. Sorry? Well, an actual like underground dungeon? Or, like, no, a red not room. an underground dungeon. <laughs> it's, it's more of um, a shed out the 
back oh, made of corrugated oh, iron. Sort of bunker. Kinky. <laughs> yeah, so kinky. Cages and everything. Wow. Um, so, yeah, we're really lucky that we have that. Uh, it has places that are engineered safely to suspend a human body up to about 230 kilos wow. and be safely suspended. Um, so, like, we're really lucky that we have that and, yeah. So it's not contraptions. It's all counterweights. What do I like about rope? The math. Um, mm-hmm. Rope is so physics-based. Um, for anyone who's listening and not watching, I am a five-foot-four, fairly small human. Uh, my very first model was over six foot, 130 kilos, wow. double D tits, <laughs> She was like a fairly large human and I would suspend her very regularly. Wow. So rope is for everybody. Um, you, there is no limit on who can play with rope. There is no body type. There is no sexuality. There is no gender to rope. It's, it's just a communication method. And if anyone tells you that you can't do rope, you tell them to fuck off. Yeah. And you go, wow. you go to Rose. <laughs> That's what you do. So who comes and sees you? Like who's who are the people that you you know train the most or teach the most? Um, who do we teach the most is literally mums and dads. People okay. who have read Fifty Shades of Grey. Couples who have been together for a while. They're the people who we train the most. Um, who like we teach. Uh, they're the people who want to learn. Who want to spice up things in the bedroom. Um, swingers a lot of the time. Uh, people who are already starting to cross those sexual boundaries but want something spicy to add to the mix. Who do I tie? Honestly, I tie strippers, sex workers, and people who have been in domestically violent relationships. Okay. You find that quite common. Yeah. That is generally the common thing for pretty much everyone I tie. And what is the reasoning behind that? It allows them to give up control without having to give up safety. Okay. Yeah. Hey. It's fascinating. Yeah, it is fascinating. I would have never picked And are they people that are still in domestic violence relationships or people generally, who have come out of them? Generally, they are people who have left, um, who are on a healing journey. Yeah. So lots of people who are healing, lots of people who are trying to find their boundaries, lots of people who are just wanting to have an experience in a safe space before they go and have an experience in a sexually charged space. Yeah, wow. That's really cool. Yeah, it's fascinating. I'm yeah. Now, sure we do No, sorry, it's not time. Okay, the watch needs to <laughs> calm down. Um, we I'm not do. sure I understand. <laughs> Neither do we, Siri, which I don't understand. <laughs> it's, so, it's so creepy when your watch oh, does that. I know. God. Goodness gracious. Now, <laughs> if you are listening to this and you don't realise, we actually do videotape now. Mm-hmm. And so we're on YouTube and also Spotify have the video up as well. But Rose, would you better show us what is on the table next to you and Apart just put it up? my delicious uh, non-alcoholic gin. Yes, exactly. Yes, actually. So she brought a beautiful non-alcoholic gin over. And what was the reasoning of your non-alcoholic gin? So obviously with any sort of edge play, um, you need to be more communicative. And as soon as you add intoxicants into that, it's going to diminish your ability to consent. Um <laughs> If, if you need a drink to have a consent conversation to start with, that's fine. But it, when you are actually playing with these things, sobriety is key. Yep. So making sure that everyone in the room is sober, is safe, and is consenting is like the most important things. Yeah. 
And that was the party that we went to as well. They were very strict about that. Yeah. No drugs, no alcohol. Um, a lot of the it parties was, that you told me about seem to have those instructions. Oh, there, there are a few that actually encourage booze. Like they have mm. a bar where you can bring your own bottle and they right. supply mixes and stuff. And they're the ones where I didn't want to go because yeah. I didn't want to do something that I regretted. And yeah. I, that's yeah. why I was really like pulled towards the Tantra one because yeah. I was kind of like, I like that it's a sober event. I like that. Like I'll yeah. be full in control and like, yeah. And that's kind of why I gravitated more towards that one. Yeah. Um, we actually are drinking lovely gin tonica have sent us yes. so many goodies. It's prohibition gin and it's like the- It's actually re- great. You've demolished your It's my favourite one so far. Like I was just sitting here just like just literally just then thinking about buying a bottle of that because yeah. I actually really like it. It smells really f- like perfumey when you get it out. And I was yeah, like, I don't think I'm going to like this. A bit it unusual. Strange, but it's actually delicious. And it's pink. I mean, they're... everyone loves a pink gin. So prohibition, everybody. <laughs> love it. Now let's get back into the rope. Yes. Show, <laughs> us, show us your goodie table. All right. So the most important thing on my- You're going to have to hold it to this one. Where am I hold- up that way? <laughs> Most important thing on my goodie table is a pair of EMT shears. Yeah, I was going to say they're literally in ED. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so you can buy these from Amazon as shabari shears, oh. and they cost you a fortune. Or you can just no buy a way. pair. Of, yeah, they're like twenty five bucks a pair. <laughs> Ridiculous! My God. Crazy. You can buy a pair of EMT shears from your local like first aid supplier for like five bucks. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So do we know, girls, why we use EMT shears rather than Knives, scissors. Pick me. Sure. (laughs) Because you can't stab yourself. Exactly. So why we have safety shears because obviously any sort of bondage, in an absolute worst case scenario, you want to be asked to get someone out quickly. And if someone is in a panic, like a stress response, there's an earthquake, you set the room on fire accidentally. Yeah. Um, You want to be asked to get someone else out quickly. And adding blood to that situation is not going to be great. No. So EMT shears, make sure they actually work with the type of rope right, that you yes. have. Uh, That's a good plan. <laughs> apart from that, and make sure that they're with you. They are no good to you in the second bedroom out mm, the back. Um, so if you are doing any sort of bondage, whether that be cling wrap, bondage tape. Cling wrap. Wow. Cling wrap. Okay. Yeah. Just like speaking. Expensive form of bondage. Pallet wrap. Pallet wrap's big in the kink community. Mm, Pallet wrap. Okay. You can Google that after the show. It's fine. (laughs) Now, why why are there different colours? Okay. So if you are a newbie to any sort of rope bondage, but you want to get into it with a partner, obviously rope choices are abundant. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you Google rope bondage, you will come up with a mazillion T things. That, that's a technical term. Um, <laughs> so what my partner and I have found is if you are starting bondage, you don't know whether you like it, you don't know whether you're really into it, um, you might have multiple partners, braided cotton sash cord from Bunnings. Okay. okay. It's like 6 bucks fifty for a 20-metre roll. It's right. washable, it's safe, it's durable, it holds knots well. This is 100% what we recommend for anyone beginning bondage. It, okay. Pass it over to you. Yeah. It feels, feels quite nice to play with. It's um, soft. Yeah. Mm. It's easy to keep clean and if you get anything on it, whether that be food, wax, general juices. Um, yeah, general juices. That comes under <laughs> juices, I think. Yeah. <laughs> So that that's a great option for beginners. It's mm-hmm. it's cheap, it's accessible. Mm-hmm. You don't have to go to a sex shop for it. You literally just go to Bunnings. Okay. Um, this stuff here is um nylon. 
it there's a bunch of suppliers here in Brisbane. Um, this is used mostly in Western bondage. Um, so Western bondage, imagine, you know, those old style photographs of where you like wrap someone up and they're on a train track and they're like, oh no, I'm stuck to the yeah. train track. <laughs> That's Western style bondage. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, and this is the stuff that they use for that. It's slipperier. It comes in a range of beautiful colors. It's washable. Um, but it can cause a little bit more rope burn and is a little Do bit a little more throw. expensive. It reminds me of um, rock climbing or abseiling. It is. It's <laughs> yeah. pretty much the same thing. This one is um, done by a, um, Primal Desires here in Brisbane and they specialise in nylon rope for rope bondage. So that's – and then this stuff here is my tosser from Jade Rope who are an international supplier but they're based here on the Gold Coast. They hold a rope competition every year for the most beautiful rope photos. Wow. Um, they honestly are the people who I've used for the last 10 years to supply all of my rope. This is what I use for suspension. This is what I use for everything. This is jute. So um, it's a natural fibred rope but it is a – bit of a pain in the ass to condition, treat, like keep in really good condition. Um, and it can, it, it's a lot of work for a newbie. So if you're not willing to put in the work for this, mm. I wouldn't recommend it. And it's about 23 bucks for an eight meter length. So okay. it, it can run a bit expensive. Can be pricey. But it's real nice. And how often do you use them for before you're buying new ones? Um, so the set that I'm currently using um, due to COVID, I definitely mm. have not used rope as often as I was. Um, it lasts a, my partner and I both at the height of roping, roping things were <laughs> tying about 40 or 50 hours a week. Wow. And a set of rope lasts you about 12 months. Okay. Wow. Interesting. So a lot of rope tying. Yeah, yes. there's a lot of rope tying. Now, before we conclude this episode, we're going to do something really cool. Yes, and we are. Rose is going to tie my arm. Yeah. Is it? On my, so that if you are not on the video, get on the video right now. Yeah, otherwise this is going to be really boring. It's going to be super weird for you <laughs> listening. But we'll try. Zana, you can explain what's happening yes. in detail. I'll talk about what I'm feeling. Yes, so it's going to be a, listening. a little bit difficult to hear Rose because she's not going to be near the mic. Mm. Um, so Jess will be near the mic. She can explain and I can explain kind of at the okay, same time. Okay, so which rope are we going to be using? Well, I think that we should use like my actual Rope. Yeah. Okay. So we're using Rose's favorite one. This it's, is quite a rough rope from from touch. It's quite a heavy duty rope. It's, I it reckon. It's quite heavy duty, but it's quite smooth and silky. Okay. Yeah. Smooth and silky. She's describing it as smooth and silky, but a little bit rough. A little bit rough. Yeah. Mm. A little bit rough. All right. So, All right. So what we're doing is a single column tie. Try to talk real loud. It's a single column tie. So what we're doing is tying a column, which is your arm. Oh. Singularly. <laughs> She definitely okay. knows what she's doing. I can, Sorry, I got distracted. So I'm supposed to be explaining. She's ah. doing it really fast. Hi. She's going round and round. Wow. Okay, yeah. <laughs> there so you she's, are. You are bondaged. How do you feel? Are oh, my bondaged? God. My first bondage experience. <laughs> okay. Right. So generally for rope, the aim is to be flat. You want okay. nice flat wraps. Um, you want it to feel nice against the skin. Right? Yes, you can. Oh, we're going to do the chicken turkey based off method. Oh, you're going to turkey base me. <laughs> <laughs> Turkey what base. do I do? Hang on. Just, do you need to take your headphones off? Take your headphones off. Hang you on. need more space. Okay. All right. Being tired here. All right. So the other arm, we're doing the same same thing with the other <laughs> arm. It looks <laughs> like. <laughs> Ideally, don't don't flick someone in the face. All right, everybody. 
Yeah, it's very hard to talk because I'm like concentrating. Yeah, we're going round the back and around she's, the she's, other arm. She's so speedy Ooh, at this. We can't even keep so up. So speedy. She's doing a little chicken wing movement. Oh, I actually am going to be. I'm going to turn into a little chicken wing. You are. Oh, oh, there's quite look a how, few like doubly turn knots going is. on. Holy crap! So fast. Should be a competition for how fast you can do it. That is like a trademark of me personally as a yeah. speaker. So I am personally very quite fast. A fast tire. Um, mm. Oh, how does that feel, Jess? It's actually relaxing. Soothing. Yeah, okay. I feel like it's actually it feels nice on my back. Okay, Are you like trying to give me a little massage on my back? Well, because it's like, quite yes, soothing. Make you- the, the joy of this tie that I did in particular, mm-hmm. um, obviously we hadn't had much for consent conversation. Oh, I can um, before, the, before the podcast. Yeah, maybe. but we had a bit of a conversation, but mm-hmm. obviously we're not touching anything genital or anything like that. Um, how to keep you feeling not overly exposed, how to make you feel constricted without feeling out of control. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Claustrophobic. Perfect. Just at the moment, I don't feel claustrophobic or out of control. Okay. I feel like I can still get out because I'm yeah. like, you know, I'm like, okay. okay. Which is honestly, if you are playing with rope for the first time, that's what you should be experiencing, that you are in control. Yeah. And the it's not too tight. Like it doesn't feel tight at all. Okay. Interesting. Well, thank you so much for that demonstration. Yes. So I remember when I watched cool. you tie yourself because I actually watched Rose and her partner, like he actually tied you up in front of me. Into a really uncomfortable, vulnerable. Yeah, I was. I, I can't even. What position were you in? How do you even explain that position? It, it was a very vulnerable position. <laughs> I was like, oh my god! And he actually tipped your body. Oh yes. And so, like you would have felt like you would have just gone straight on your face if he yeah. wasn't controlling you. Yeah. Wow. We're just gonna get Jess out of this, and then we're gonna yeah. keep going with the podcast. Sorry, it's very hard to talk at the same time, guys. <laughs> Sorry. I'm just like enjoying this little, you know, experience. It's inter- it's interesting, like I guess the concepts that I'm thinking about behind why people would want to do this. Got some slight, you know, some slight um indenting just from that hmm. few minutes, really. Well, when I watch you do it, do you wanna are you happy to yeah. do your arm in front of the camera? Yeah. Because the camera's on you now. No, no, it's on yes. you now. Oh, on me. I'd probably do my leg. When I watched okay. you do it, I remember you had done it all so tight because you obviously know your boundaries. Yeah. Let's so, have a look. So here we go. She's doing her left ankle. She's so speedy again. It's just like do 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 do. Yeah, so you must know like every possible knot formation. Well, that's the interesting thing about shibari. People think it's complicated. Yeah, honestly, um, what I've discovered over the last couple of years is shibari is two knots, seven frictions, different combinations, intention and tension. Mm, intention and tension. I like yes. that. All right. Okay. Yeah. Oh, wow. Ready? We're doing this, the leg. Oh, wait, I saw this live. Goodness me. I saw her in like, I can't even explain the position. Like it was a very vulnerable position. Like was I she was suspended like, or no? No, 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 no. She wasn't suspended. But like it was to the point where he was balancing her body and kind of shifting her from left to right. And if he let go of her, she would just feel flat. Like yes. she wouldn't, she had no control, absolutely zero control mm. of her body. Like he had, he had full control of her. And I was like, whoa. Yeah. And he tied her up in like, like the space of 30 seconds. I felt like it was <laughs> her entire body. Look, I think it's now. Been like- I am very un- unflexible. I don't think I could do- get my leg there. <laughs> you can do anything Jesus. with rope. All right, now she's wrapped it around her belly, and she's got- usually putting it between her toes. And now go. it's between her toes. It's around okay. the belly, and her legs fully up. Yeah, look at that. Yeah, wow. Damn. And you can't move at all that leg. 
like you can if I flex s- real hard. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Damn. So that's that's in the rope that I choose as well. This rope has zero zero uh, stretch to it, mm. which is what I require in a rope. Obviously, because yeah. I do suspension. You don't want a rope that you're hanging someone with to have flexibility in it. Really. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Damn, okay. Wow. She, she is so quick at tying. It's actually so on, fast. It's so cool to watch, isn't it? It is very cool to watch. Like I feel like honestly it was like 30 seconds when I watched them do yeah. their tie. I was like, um, time di- like time dilation when doing any sort of kink activity mm-hmm. is definitely a thing and it's something that you need to take into consideration. Um and like I don't know if you can it's see. It's not even, like, oh, it's the tiniest the little redness, yeah. Tiny, yeah. But that's only from a few few seconds, really. Yeah. yeah. So if you have an aversion to marks at all, rope is probably not for you. Yeah. Um, but, again, that's within your own risk profile. So you need to decide what is good for you and what's not good for you. So Yeah, wow. So many people like rope for the marks, though. That is. Okay. You will that's a bit of their kink as well. You will definitely see pictures and the aftermath a couple of days after. So if, say, you were hanging from a thigh in particular or something like that, you'll definitely have bruises, like, on a thigh because whole body weight from a thigh. If you've ever done a pole class or something like yeah. that, you'll get marks. So it, it's kind of those reminders a couple of days after, that little, like, thrill of, oh, I did that. Yeah. Has anyone ever noticed any marks or people that you know that have noticed marks? And I'm very out with my entire family. Okay. So I'm very lucky. I've been doing this a very long time. So like I've performed professionally at festivals. I've done a lot of dumb shit, <laughs> that, like hung from bridges and done photo shoots. So I do a lot of photo shoots um, like professionally sort of in that modelling sphere uh, yeah. and work with a lot of content creators. So you need people have noticed marks and I'm always so so thankful because if if you notice marks on someone and you come up and be like, hey, are you okay? Yeah. Like I'd rather people do that and be like, do you need assistance? Is everything okay? And me have to explain it. Like even coming here tonight when I was asking for a gin that had zero alcohol, explaining to people why I needed the zero gin alcohol. Um I'd much rather do that than have someone not say something. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, it's very if true. someone was in danger, yeah. Yeah, yeah 100%. Which, and it's a fine line to walk between consent crossing and abuse and yes. what's consensual. Yes, definitely. God, this has been a great episode. Yeah, thank you so much. This has been fascinating. This is so good. And I just love how we met as well. It's just, it's just such a wild journey. I know. We've heard Jess's story millions of times on this podcast and now you finally met Rose. Yes. And it's it's like it's been so good to watch you guys have a journey and go to Sexpo and yeah. like do all that sort of stuff. Like it's it's great to watch people grow into their sexuality yeah. and all the different aspects that they can explore and then where that leads them. So I was led to rope through sexuality, but rope is not sexual for me. So yeah. I love where people go on this journey. So Yeah, it's awesome. Thanks for having me, guys. Well, thanks, thanks for being so here. Much. <laughs> and so where great. can people find you? So you mentioned so Instagram. Yeah. Uh Rose Demore Rope on Instagram. Um if you want to book classes, workshops, rope experiences, rope.healing on Instagram or Facebook is us. And yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much reach for joining out us. to her, guys. Yeah. That was amazing. That was so cool. And go on her Instagram to see all the cool photos that are actually tied up properly rather yes. than just yeah. her leg. 
Oh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> well, cool. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode because yeah, I, really I loved it. <laughs> and we are sending you love, life, and laughter to you always. Cheers, guys. Bye. <laughs> 